Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. The Tech Beat. The Tech Beat. With Andy Wells. What's more popular in Australia, video games or football? Joining me to find out and talk through the findings of the latest Australia Plays 2023 report is Ron Curry, CEO of the Interactive Games and Entertainment Association. Hi, Ron. Yeah, hi, Eddie. Before we break apart this 35-page report, what exactly does the IGEA do here in Australia? So the IGEA, or IGEA, we're the industry association representing video game developers and publishers and distributors in Australia. So I guess we're the voice the advocate for the video game industry. As I alluded to, this new report uncovers just how popular video games are here in Australia. So maybe let's rip the Band-Aid off. Watching the AFL Grand Final on TV versus engaging with video games, who wins? Uh, I would say video games wins, but I thought the question was about football. So maybe, you know, if we're starting to talk about the Women's World Cup, it's going to be a close tie between video games and some great football. Oh, that's one of the technicalities where in Europe, football is soccer, but here, football is AFL. And I'm in New South Wales, so football is everything. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, so we know that the majority of Aussies like to play. What was the percentage? Is it uh, 81%? Yeah, 81% of all Australians are playing video games. So this stereotype that it's a 16-year-old playing by themselves, you know, in their bedroom is spunked. We know that doesn't exist. And we know that you're just as likely to have your grandmother playing as your mate or your son or, or your work colleague. So I guess that gives me three questions for you. What are we playing? That's what sort of games. Where are we playing? And why are we playing? We're playing everything everywhere for lots of reasons, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll break that down for you. Yep. Um, basically, there is as many games getting played as there are players. If you look around, that you know, pretty much every person you look at, there's an 80% chance that they're a gamer, that they play video games. So you've got to consider that each one of those persons is, is going to play a different style of game. Now, what we know from, from this survey that we did is it's the very high scaling around, you know, puzzle games and, and those styles of games because we've seen a real adoption of gaming in the senior women, to be honest. You know, we know the last survey we did, around 45% of women over 65 were, were engaging with video games. And yet this survey, we know that that number's up in the 60s. So there's certainly, they're up, you know, they're scaling up the sort of games that are being popular. But certainly, you know, puzzle games are right up there. And it also depends on which age group we look at because, as you know, different people, different ages are playing different games and are playing at different times. You know, we know action-adventure and shooters you know, are the top games for 18 to 34-year-olds. Puzzle games and strategy is when you're getting a bit older. And then by the time you're over 60, you're playing board games and puzzle games. How does this compare to, say, 20 years ago, I know you've been doing this for a long time and just just uh, looking back, it was a very different landscape maybe a couple of decades ago? Yeah, it was. So we've been doing this research for 18 years and when we first did it, you know, we were trying to see how old is a, the average gamer and they were 24 years old back then and now they're 35, getting closer to 36. We, we knew that it was predominantly males back then. Now we know it's pretty much, you know, a, a 49-51 split between the two. So it's certainly changed dramatically there, but also the age of people that are playing. You know, the average gamer now has been playing for 11 years. That You know, there's, there's more people over 18 play that are under 18. So it's really changed the demographics uh, over those last 20 years. What does a report like this hope to achieve? What's, what's the outcome? 
The outcome of this report is it's not really preaching to people, I guess, like you and I, who understand the, the industry, but it's a great tool when we take to government and start to talk to them about the importance of games as an economic contribution, which is great, but also just reminding them that, that games in and of themselves are fun and they bring joy, and we should never be apologetic for that. That that's so important to the the human condition, the the chance to learn, to grow, to experience, to join, to connect, and that's what we get through games. So it's a way of taking to policymakers and government and and media, the the broader media, just to I guess evangelise around games to familiarise themselves. So when we start to talk about the importance of them, people are educated, and that's what we've seen over the last twenty years is this real educating. Of, of people outside the gaming sphere, which isn't very many anymore, about why games are important, why people are playing, how and where. I get it's a great uh, educational tool, especially for, for government and, and I guess many other people. What about the local games industry? Does this sort of report help them as well? I think it crystallises for them who are playing games. And while the report itself may not be overly important, because you know we know that Game developers do have a lot of information. They understand their players. They, you know, they have a direct contact with them. It helps create an environment where they can create games and prosper as a business and compete on a global stage. And I think that's the important framing of this report for the game developers. And it's certainly good news for anyone who's perhaps thinking that video games is something they want to make a career out of. It, it is actually possible. People are playing games. We need people to make games. Yeah, look, it's a $250 billion business globally. It's bigger than films and it's bigger than music. Now, if someone says, you know, I'm going to get in the music industry or the film industry, we're like, oh, okay, that sounds pretty cool. So why wouldn't it be just as cool or just as smart to be in the video game industry, which is bigger than both of those combined? And I guess that's all reflected in sales data too, right? It is reflected in the sales data. And, you know, we can see that games are continually indexing quite high in, in, in spend. But also, is from a creative point of view, is we know now, you know, the government's got behind video game development with the digital games tax offset, which is going to see a real acceleration of games being created in Australia and the export revenue that brings in. But also, that just means more jobs, more income, um, everything that's attached to video games. Um, it, it, it rises all of those ships. The tech beat will now terminate. Visit techdaily.com.au. For people who want to really dig into this report, where can they find the whole 35 pages? It's on our website. It's uh, the igea.net, and it'll be quite easy to find once you get there. Excellent, Ron. Once again, great talking to you today. No worries. Thanks, Annie.